Hey everyone, we are back with another episode of Relational Leadership where we try to bring tips and some value to you in your everyday life, whether you are a CEO of a Fortune 500 company or a mom trying to lead all of your kids and get them where they need to be. We try to give you something that you can take away each time that you join us. My name is Stephanie Clements. And I am Sean Dolly, and today, as part of our indefinite series of leadership topics, we're going to be talking about self-awareness, that magical ingredient that we tend to take for granted sometimes because in a world that is so busy that demands so much of our attention, we sometimes forget to pay attention to what's happening you know, in our head, in our heart, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to get into some of those uh, things that can create obstacles to being self-aware and then what we can do to uh, fix that. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised to find out that most people have very little self-awareness. Um, being self-aware is really kind of seeing yourself through the eyes of how others see you. Mm. Um, we may think we know know ourselves, but if you are put on the spot and say, what are your goals? Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in ten years? Um, what are the areas you struggle in? Mm, what yeah. Most people would be at a loss to answer you. Yeah, it typically is. You know what? Let me get through the day. I've got 14 open items on my desk mm-hmm. at work. I've got a kid who just told me that their science fair project is due tomorrow morning. I just had yep. my check engine light come on on the way to work. I got a call from my mom that says she's having some trouble with her caretaker. I just and- want to survive the day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's, That's my right. goal. That's right. Like five-year plan. Let me get through the next five minutes. Yeah. But you also see people where maybe there's a lot of drama, a lot of conflict in their life. They don't understand why it keeps happening. But they don't look at what they're doing either to feed it or allow it in their lives, you know. So some of our own problems that we have, we don't see in ourselves. You know, Stephanie, I told you that in confidence. I know, I know. Well, you know, (laughs) we're going to get it out of here, work it out for you, Sean. (laughs) So um, it's funny because as I was looking through, and I have certainly dealt with this um, as being a business owner, people overstate their um, talents and their abilities. And certainly as owning a handyman and remodeling company, I have had people come and say, oh, I can do all of this. And you get in there and do it, and they they really don't know what they're doing. Sure, sure. And, you know, so that's just like one of the areas. Uh But um, I read the people who have the least amount of talent and abilities are the ones who have no clue that they do. Yeah, there can sometimes be this inverse relationship. And, you know, the flip side, some people may be listening and they're thinking, you know what, I battled with a lack of confidence for so many years and I feel like you all are telling me to don't overestimate our ability. And being able to kind of pin yourself down on those two lists of strengths and weaknesses, um, you know, you need not sacrifice your confidence to maintain a mature, healthy awareness sure. of your own limitations. So I like to think that I'm a relatively confident person. I've never changed the transmission in my vehicle, but maybe with some YouTube tutorials, I could get through it. But if you said, hey, Sean, would you want to climb into the cage with that professional MMA fighter right now? I'd say, well, no, because, right. <laughs> oh, well, aren't you confident? It's like, I am realistic, and I right. recognize that I would be ill-equipped 
uh, to do that, right? right. So it, it's it's a moving target, right? But uh, yeah, to your point, it can be frustrating sometimes when you deal with folks and you think, my goodness, you are exceedingly off in your own estimation sure. <laughs> of your ability. So, um, so to kind of give some ideas of how you can become more self-aware, you know, I thought about, you know, a lot of people, we love reality TV and whatever, but that's not, you know, their real life. But if you were able, you know, if there were a silent, you know, cameraman somewhere that you didn't yeah. know and you had to start watching the video of yourself oh my gosh yeah. you would learn a whole lot about yourself yeah. that you have no clue that you really do yeah. and how you act because yeah. again we don't see it through the lens of other people right um that's not especially realistic to be able to do i did have um i used to be in banking and go and do these seminars and public speaking and I was, um, we brought in a new person, mm-hmm. and supposedly it had years and years of public speaking okay. um, background. So, but he got up and he went, well, um, now we're, um, you know, we're here today because um, we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about, and I was just like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this is painful. Yeah. And the whole time he kind of did that, like in yeah. Just really lost people. So I mentioned to him, you know, maybe it would be good. I think we need to film you doing that. And and he was immediately, he's, I don't need that. I, I've been doing this for years. I know oh, what boy. I'm doing. Yeah, you've been doing it badly for years. Right. Like. So, you know, that's where seeing ourselves helps us see. And and goodness gracious, is that hard to do. So, you know, as a professional public speaker who does keynotes and Lots of uh, front of the room presentations to crowds, large and small, uh, wherever possible. I typically will have a videographer or just maybe even set up a couple of cameras myself. Yeah. And when I go back, it, it it is hard to watch yourself, no matter how good you are. Well, even our podcasts sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm always nervous. I mean, I think that we've done, you know, but I was yeah. like, I don't think I want to watch it myself. <laughs> yeah. What it definitely takes a bit of uh, maturity on your part to, um, you know, put yourself, you know, yeah. under the microscope when you're the one that, and, and again, it, it's extremely easy to just kind of want to gloss over things like that, but it's, it's definitely not something. Grab this light that sure. we just dropped. It's not something that uh, I think you can dismiss. Uh, it's funny you talk about having this um, fictitious camera crew, you know, follow you around when you are going through some sort of a uh, uh, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe when you feel like you're lacking that awareness and you, okay, well, how, how would this play out if I was being filmed? That's funny you say that because in some of the modules in the leadership lectures that I put on where I talk about emotional intelligence, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about self-awareness. Uh, I'll talk about, you know, these instances where in a communication that becomes a disagreement, which becomes an argument, which becomes a full out, you know, battle, Typically, you'll recognize that at some point in there, both of us went past the point where we were ever going to be able to arrive at anything upon which we would agree. Like sometimes you get into a disagreement and you realize in retrospect, okay, around this point in the conversation, quote unquote, neither of us was really listening to the other. And one of the tools, some might call it a trick, that I try to impart to people is, okay, imagine that you are being videoed 
And later that week, they're going to show that video to your friends, to your family, to your coworkers. How would you like them to see you right. on the IMAX screen? And sometimes that can cause you to get out of yourself just enough to think, okay, you know what? It's not enough that I'm saying what I think are the right things. The manner by which I am saying it matters as well. Sure. And, and when you can envision like there's that, that camera crew has got the bright light on you, <laughs> sometimes that can cause you to kind of at least get into character and make an honest attempt yeah. at comporting yourself in a way that you would be you know, pleased with. Well, you know, another way that we can get self-awareness is really asking for feedback. Um, my granddaughter and I play a game. She usually will say, hey, why don't you be me and I'll be you? So I just start off by going, hey, Nana, hey, Nana, are we going to go do this? What are we going to do for fun? What are we going to eat tonight? What are we going to, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, she goes, yeah. oh, I don't know yet. You know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> she just, okay, yeah. So, but it just gives each of you a glimpse at how yeah. they see yeah. you. And so doing something like that can really give you some insight also. Yeah. So whether you sit and and take just a trusted person you know i mean we none of us want criticism but you know constructive criticism is what helps us grow that's right and and again become more self-aware so even if you can do something like that yeah that i want to you know you want to know how i see you i want to know how you see me and and we role play each other that can give you a lot of insight that Oh my gosh, I'm using that. I'm going to write that down. That's, that's a good, <laughs> I've never thought about that technique to basically flip the script. Yeah. And because um, it's interesting how much you'll have the other person pegged. Yeah. And then in turn, okay, once you've dished it out, you get ready. Yeah. They're going to bring it right back. But you'll have some people go, I don't do that. <laughs> well, you know, you kind of do. And yeah, so maybe the, the next level is you role play in front of like a small audience of people that know right, you both. Right. And then when you say, yeah, I don't do that, you look over and there's like Everybody's four or like, five people yeah, like, eh, yeah. you kind of do, right? So, um, you know, so that can be, it can be a good team building exercise also to have people say, you know, all right, I'm going to get up and play so-and-so, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, and it can be. It can be, but, you know, make sure that. <laughs> yeah, if you got some thin-skinned individuals, it can right. probably go sideways real it, quick. It can be there. You know, in pilot training at the, uh, Pilot training was about two years long from start to finish. You know, right. once you factored in, you know, all the different planes you flew, and then you sprinkle in like water survival and you know POW resistance training and all that crap. At the end of every sortie, you set through a debrief with the instructor that was with you, and everything is graded. I mean, there, there's a bubble sheet that has about 50, 60, 70 items on it, and after what you may have thought was a pretty good sortie you got to sit there and listen to an older wiser smarter more experienced person Mm -hmm. deconstruct i mean line by line by line as they go through the entirety from the time you walked out of that jet until you put it to bed and walked back in and you know you have to as a matter of survival in that program thicken your skin up pretty quick sure because that's not the time to start quibbling and arguing because the instructors in pilot training they hold all the power over you. Right, right. And it wouldn't take much for them to say, you know what, I'm just going to start grading you harder, and you'll be out of here by the end of the week, right? Sure, sure. And so you 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 go through that, and I'll tell you, I I was a fairly sensitive and um, defensive 
guy, you know, going into that, like, like relative to the general adult young male population, like I will freely admit I struggled with criticism. Yeah. But the necessity of that environment dictated that, well, you better figure it out real quick. So later in my professional life, when I was a commander, I made sure, okay, now there's nobody in the building who's giving me feedback every day. I need to surround myself with like my second in command and senior staff members who can pull me aside and say, dude, your baby is ugly. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you you know, you need. Right. You You need need to work on this. Yeah. And so um, one thing that I figured out pretty early on was that as a leader, if you don't have people to tell you when you are acting or behaving a certain way, it may be too late before you figure it out. Sure. Well, you know. One of the things that you can do, I mean, in your professional life or with friends, finding out one thing that you need to work on. You know, don't don't overload yourself with, you know, a dozen things and then you're like, right. okay, I just suck. Right. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. But, you know, finding one thing that you need to work on and taking time and just daily practice um, and, you know, maybe it's meditation – Maybe you get into, you know, therapy. I mean, there's nothing. Every athletic player needs a coach. Even as good as they are, mm-hmm. they need to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes just doing um, therapy a couple times a month to work on those one things, that'll help yeah. also. Uh, other things, you know, you may need to do are uh, the personality tests, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Those are really, really good at starting to open up. And as it describes you, and once you've done two or three of them, you will get a really good yeah. idea of who, what your personality is and where your, some of your strengths and weaknesses are. Um, and then again, just choosing one of those to really be mindful, meditate, you know, study, whatever you need to do to, to kind of get better in that area. Yeah. You know, so self-awareness is yet another one of those things in our life that actually can be improved. You know, we sometimes think that, well, based on my personality disposition, I will always be this way or that way. And to be sure, part of how we're wired will always incline us towards certain dispositions. However, um, self-awareness is something that can be built. I got some great feedback one time. I was on a deployment. I was the director of operations, so I was like, say, the second in command. And uh, a younger guy, you know, young, everything's relative, right? He right. was probably 32. He was probably 28. He said, and it was great feedback. He didn't know he was giving me feedback. He said, I mean, it's, it's usually pretty obvious when you're pissed about something. And he wasn't trying to insult me. And I can't even remember the context and how that came up. But I tell you what, unbeknownst to him, that stopped me in my tracks because I thought, my gosh, how many times have I been justifiably angry about something? Mm -hmm. You know, we're human. We are allowed to be angry. Sure. And maybe I was having a stern conversation with somebody that my anger was justified and I was unloading on them in a professional, constructively critical way. But then when that conversation was over, I, I leave that room, and then I'm walking around not self-aware that I'm projecting that anger right, and hostility. Right, that tension, yeah. And now I've just put a sour mood over the entire operation. Sure. Because I was not aware that my, my visage, 
just my, my posture, you know, maybe my hands were clenched. Um, and so, again, that, that self-awareness is something that we just can work on. We, we can improve, you can. I mean, but it you, takes effort. You have to want to grow. Yeah, there you go. I, I mean, you, you go. know, yeah. you got to want to. There is well that said. ignorance is bliss, but it's not so blissful for those around you. No. So, no. Um, you know, every single one of us has something that we need to improve. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, until we reach perfection, I'm really close, but I'm not there yet. So I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been I've been keeping score as the, the months have worn on of you know all the areas. You know, right, right. You know, there's a couple areas left, but still other than a that, couple areas left. Yeah, but so um, yeah, and I'm totally self aware, right? Yeah. So, um, well, and our self awareness is not a like a finite absolute value. I mean, based on what's going on in our life, uh, our own awareness can be increased or decreased because again we we're not vulcans we're not spock and whenever we are engaged in anything that is eliciting bad and good emotions it can kind of alter our ability to be perceptive um i've got a a couple minute story i wanted to share with you okay that's all right i won't i won't try to eat up too much of the time but um probably this is a good example of how a lack of self-awareness can really have consequences so I was a young aviator, and probably I would say the most dangerous airport on the planet is in the capital city of Tegucigalpa, Honduras. Very short runway, surrounded on all sides by mountains. Extremely difficult approach. It's hard to get in. It's hard to put that plane down. And it has claimed a significant number of mm. civilian aircraft over the years. It, it, Google it, and you'll... Google Tugutigalpa Airport pictures, and you'll just see wreckage after wreckage. You might want to spell that for us. Uh, <laughs> well, come back uh, yeah. to that. Starts with a T. <laughs> so early in my career, uh, we were going in there, and sometime prior to us, another plane like mine had gone in, and they were too high, too fast, weren't going to be able to make that first one. So kind of like parallel parking, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I ain't got it. Let me just back out and try it again. (laughs) So the pilot made the right decision. He did what's called a go around. He's, I'm going to go around, came back. He comes back once again, too high, too fast, and decides, heck with it, I'm going to put this plane down. So Reader's Digest version of the story, he touches down too fast, about halfway down what's already a short runway, throws the engines into reverse, stands on the brakes, can't decelerate in time, goes off the end of the runway, crashes, a few people died, planes destroyed, goes up in fire. Now, that pilot was trained, experienced, smart, educated, uh, better than me, right? So it was not that he lacked intelligence or training or experience, but in that moment, he may have been like in a heightened emotional state and thought, Gosh, I'm not going to go around a third time. Uh, because heaven forbid somebody makes fun of him at the bar right. or somebody calls him, you know, a nickname down the road. And so he may be, I, I'm speculating. Still he, overestimated his ability. And, and just, yeah, and perhaps wasn't quite fully aware that he was in what I think may have been a heightened emotional state and committed to a decision that ended up having tragic consequences. Sure, now, sure. what does that mean? Okay, if you're not a pilot flying into Tegucigalpa, Honduras, does that have relevancy? I would say it does. Because how many times in the business world 
have you been in a heightened emotional state and made a decision, did something, said something, and then after the fact, thought to yourself, my goodness, I knew better than that. Yep. I'm smarter than that. Yep. I shouldn't have done that. So, yep, uh, we're, we are all susceptible. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there are, there are things, and I try to be self-aware in this, um, there are certain things that I grew up knowing that just irritated me that my mom would do, right? And I'm never going to do that. I'm not... And some of those things have carried out. I mean, I still was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to do that. I don't like that. I still don't yeah. like it, you know. But it'll come out of my mouth, and I'll say something. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. Like everyone's um, nightmare. I've become, right. I've I'm become becoming my mother. mother. <laughs> but, you know, I love her to death. But, you know, there are just a few of those uh, things yeah. that I thought, no, I don't want to be yeah. that. Yeah. I don't want to do that, you know. And so, um, you know, it's an area that maybe because I've concentrated so much that I don't want to, I catch it almost immediately. Yeah, and then I, then I tell my kids, I'm like, I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean that. Well, let me find another way to, yeah. <laughs> to rephrase this or whatever. But, um, you know, when you know that you do something and you keep getting those, you know, not not the best result, that you know, mm-hmm. not the results you really want, and you're yeah. like, but you can't figure out how to yeah. change that, you know, that is where, like, you know, maybe it is a coach. Maybe it is really replaying all of those and concentrating on each situation that you start thinking when I get in this situation again, I want to make sure, you know, because we have muscle memory um, for our brain Uh as well as our emotions or, you know, and things that trigger. Um, So if you have that and you've got that, you know, just that one thing that just keeps coming up that trigger, you know, you've got to deal with that trigger and you have to recognize that it's not everybody else that's, it's their fault for pushing that trigger button. You've got to contain that trigger in yourself. Yeah. Um, because it, you know, if it's out there, it's on your shoulder or whatever, you know, it's going to get pushed and, and yeah. you're going to keep it, dealing with it. I, I, that, I think that is well said because, you know, you, you don't have the ability to immunize yourself right. against the things that could rile you up, right? So when you have something and you you do something say something and after the fact you think oh my goodness I really wish I could go back in time and not do that well the next best thing is to take stock and think to yourself okay what was it about the circumstances of that situation that resulted in me having my intellect subordinated to my emotions and then doing something that I regretted and then maybe can I be on guard against that next time and I think the trick in there is acknowledging what it was that maybe pushed you over the edge. Yeah. But then going one step deeper and think, why is that? Well, yeah. I, one of the things, you know, on my own own front, um, you know, I've had, you know, a handful of people in my life. I'm, I'm pretty easygoing. I don't, it, it takes a lot to get me angry and mm-hmm. upset and, and to really show that anger. Um, but I've had a handful of people, you know, that have come through my path and life that can literally make me lose it. And uh-huh. I don't like to think that, you know, 
that that's me, but yeah. obviously it's in there. They, you know, there are people who can bring it out. Sure. And, you know, part of that is being aware that, okay, it is in me, and I don't react the way I, I should when yeah. those kind of people are in my life, you yeah. know. But 99.9% yeah. of the time, I'm easygoing, so the majority of people don't do that to me. Yeah. And so, you know, not only is it that I, I realize it's in me and I want to work on it, I also work to not put myself in situations where it happens. And so I, I make a decision about the kind of people yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be around also. That's right. There's so much wisdom in that, uh, in that, you know, I just said earlier that you cannot completely immunize yourself from circumstances that at some point couldn't irritate you. However, uh, to the extent you can avoid or at least mitigate the number sure. of occasions, uh, that's wise. I mean, if there are types of things or people that you know, like, well, this is oil and vinegar, well, don't, you know. Yeah, let's not mix <laughs> don't it. Go and, do that, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, like if there's like a genre of music that you hate, you wouldn't play that on radio. Right, right. So <laughs> there's, if there are ways that you can just avoid certain things, um, that at least allows you to maintain the capacity so that when you find yourself in a position where it's unavoidable, you're not already depleted. Right. Because if you've had 10 things just bother you throughout the day, it could be the 11th that causes you to finally just kind of sure. blow up. So try to avoid the first, you know, seven or eight of those, and you might be okay. Well, um, out we're getting lots of um, hellos so <laughs> on here, so we appreciate that. it. Yeah, barely. Yeah. When, when Pete, yeah, so for those who aren't seeing what we're seeing, um, the screen is set up so we can see people commenting and, and asking questions. Luckily, uh, Stephanie must have 2020 vision because without my cheaters, I don't hardly even recognize my face. That screen over there. <laughs> well, the problem is I can't read them up close. It is far enough that I can do anyway. <laughs> but um, you know, but it's not always working on the negatives. Sometimes it's that we need to build better habits, and you know, and better things. And so those are you want to get in, and you're going to have to go in and do you know, try new things and figure out where you're good and then where the weaknesses are okay. in that. Because there could be, you know, skill sets that are really required in your job that you just, again, we said, you know, if you're not aware mm-hmm. of what you're lacking, mm-hmm. then, you know, and the, you know, the, the people with the least amount of skill tend to be not knowing that they right, have it, right, you know. Yeah. Um, but, realizing that you don't know how to do everything that you don't know at all and you know I own a remodeling company but I don't know how to do drywall I have to you know but could I learn it I could if I wanted to and you know it takes practice it would take me trying let's see where I excel see where I don't and and then work on that so you know, there may be things that you want to help with furthering your own abilities, and that just is going to take daily practice. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, recognizing where where you may be lacking and where you can get stronger. Such, yeah, that's, that's great, Stephanie. And again, it starts with something you said earlier, which is you have to want to change. Right? Sure. And, and I'm not trying to, to make light uh, of something serious, but, you know, they often talk about people that are in recovery that, you know, one of the initial steps is the recognition, you know, of a problem. Sure. Right? And, and so, again, I don't want anybody to think that I'm, I'm making light, but I think there's some parallels in that, you know, 
there are things about us that we might get pretty defensive about. And typically, when we get defensive about them, it's because on some level we know they're true. Sure. So, like, I will, I will, you know, be transparent and say, uh, like, I used to really struggle with anger. And when people would say, man, you got an anger problem. No, I don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to go outside and solve it. You know? <laughs> so, so, you know, it, at some point, I can't, I can't point to the day on the calendar when I finally just, okay, yeah, I'm, I've, I've got some pent-up aggression in here. But I do know that I was blessed that there were some people who loved me enough to say, you've got a problem with this. Right. right. And so, again, what I would challenge those of you who are listening that are leaders is find somebody uh, that you respect, that, you know, has your best interests, that likes you, that loves you, that respects you, and have that honest conversation and, you know, say, hey, are, are there aspects of my personality that sometimes you find unattractive, off-putting, ugly? Have you, you know what, if you can't say it yourself, have you heard other people say things about sure. me? And sure. then you just need, you know, you need to filter because some of it could be, you know, just hate, you know, that people are putting on top of you. That's not right. true. But if they say something that really bothers you that you think, you know what, there may be an element of, of truth in this. Yeah. That, that right there can become what you're talking about. It's like that is what you want to work on. Yeah. That is what you want to focus on. And that is the only way that we're all going to get better. Well, recognizing the problem is the first step. But, you know, I, I can remember several years ago um, being on a 10-hour drive, which is a great time to reflect and, you know, all of the things. Yeah. So, you know. Were you by yourself? I was by myself. Okay. Yeah. So I was on a... a 10-hour drive to Orlando with, you know, toddlers oh, there's in the no back reflection. Is a, is no. a different uh, no. dynamic. This was 100% <laughs> by myself. All right. And, you know, so it's 10 hours there, 10 hours back. So that what I was able to uh, reflect on the first way... Then I was able to come back yeah. and, and okay. work, you know. But, you know, a lot of times we don't, I may know there's an issue, but, and I recognize there's an issue, but I don't know how to yeah. change it. Or mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm you know, recognizing is the first step, but at that point then you've got to figure out what is it going to take to, to change this action, mm. to ta- change yeah. this behavior, to change yeah. whatever. And, you know, and that is really where I want to say, you know, don't be afraid to get help. Um, most people can't change themselves without some guidance. Yeah, and so uh, to everybody listening, um, if you were blessed enough to, you know, have a mother in your youth who told you you were special, uh, she was wrong. <laughs> You're you know special what? to her. You are. Um, as special as we are to the people that matter, whatever you think you're battling with, millions of people battled with it, fought it, yep. beat it, maybe continue to wrestle with it, but every day they can go into battle armed. And so, you know, to your point is like that, like you said, the first step in the, is the recognition. And then once you acknowledge what that is, uh, believe me, there are any number of people that have dealt with that yeah. and have been able to overcome it and so there's your resource right there you know those are the people that can help uh, shepherd you through that well and it could be you know i mean maybe you have a spending problem i don't i mean amazon and i don't have much of a relationship at all but anyway <laughs> um but you know there are financial coaches out there to try to help you know maybe it is you know financial coach could be you know just trying to get your business profitable 
Maybe it is, you know, again, leadership coaching or business coaches that just help you get, you may recognize that you need to get to that next level. But again, if you don't know how to do it, you're not going to get there. Yeah. And so, you know, I do believe, you know, and, and we plan to have a business coach on here and, you know, sometime in the near future. So, but don't be afraid to, you know, reach out. Sometimes it's going to cost a little money, but mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, there are friends that have specialties that, you know, and strengths that you don't have that they may even be able to help you That's right. get those uh, things. Yeah. That, so, yeah, I guess in my, as we wrap up here, my parting, you know, comment to piggyback off of that is when the shingles blow off my house, I call it a roofer. When my automobile doesn't operate, I call a mechanic. When I'm sick, I go to the doctor. If there are aspects of your personality, you know, that you're battling with, you know, try to find that expert. At the end of the day, you will be the one who does the work, right? You know, you can hire a personal trainer, but if you don't lift the weights and eat the food, right? You know, right? But, yeah. but it sure would help to have a personal trainer in that area. It, it would help to have a financial coach. It would help to have a business advisor to kind of guide you so that your effort is being manifested where you get the biggest bang for the buck. Sure. So the best leaders surround themselves with people who bring other strengths, and that doesn't always have to be in your employment. Um, It can be just your peers or whoever, but don't be afraid to, if if you want to move forward and grow, you know, to work on recognizing one or two of those areas and and get the people around you that can help you do that. You know, whether it, you know, like I said, whether it's growing the business, becoming more profitable, or just helping you be a better leader in your own business. But yep. Great episode as always, Steph. Yep. Well, we are glad to be back. I know we took a couple weeks off, um, but we are glad to be back and intend to be here weekly. We appreciate Keller Williams Louisville for letting us mm. use their studio this um, this week. So um, Keller Williams Louisville is uh, one of the largest real estate groups in the area, and of course Keller Williams in the nation. So. Um, if you are looking to get into real estate, they offer a free real estate class and uh, would be happy to talk with you. So, again, we appreciate their generosity of allowing us to use their studios today, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care.